0: Hey guys, this is Love and Meets with Hope AMC's Mary Katow. She is a speech and language therapist, and we dove right in to speech and language development for children in their early years. Questions like, if I speak more than one language, will that affect them? Do dummies affect kids? Does watching an iPad affect their speech therapy and development? We also talked about what happens in sessions, why nurseries are important, and free resources for kids in the UAE. This was truly insightful. Please take a listen. Hey guys, welcome back to the Love in Dubai show. Today we're tackling speech and language development in children in their early years with Hope AMC's speech and language therapist, Mary Katow, this is a profession that plays a fundamental role in enhancing communication and transforming lives. So welcome to the show, Mary, thank you so much
1: for joining us.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much for having me and for this opportunity to get speech, language, and communication out there and broaden people's understanding of what it actually is. Amazing. It's our pleasure. Uh,
1: We want to delve straight into it. Uh, Like, What are the most common questions parents might have? Like, how can speech uh, and language therapy help my child?
2: Um, That is an excellent question and um, I think that um, when parents come to me often they say my child can't talk or, you know, my child has got a speech difficulty, but actually that's not um, only what we do. So um, first of all, we have to think of the definitions of speech, language and communication. So um, communication is all about why we're talking. What is the social purpose of it? Talking is a social construct. We use it to uh, get our message across meaningfully. And if that doesn't happen, that means we haven't succeeded. So first of all, um, our children have to understand what it is that they're communicating for and who they want to direct it to. So we, we do Deal with the communication. Uh, we also deal with language so that's when the child has a message to convey and um, what are the words that they are using so that they can put in sentences to get that message across. What do they want to talk for? Is it because they want to ask a question? Do they want to ask for something? Do they want to make a comment? Uh, do they want to tell you what's happened in their day? So we talk about language, it's the grammar we use, it's the words that we're using um, and then connected speech. And then finally we look at speech difficulties. So That's how we're saying what we're we're saying so we obviously have to use lots of speech sounds and it's a very complex process because we have to use our breath we've got brain you know our brain sending a message and children's mouth apparatus uh, are the tools that they need for their talking their tongue their teeth their lips um, their larynx is not really fully developed yet so of course there's going to be some speech sound errors and really it's the sounds that we use, how we order those in words and um, what, and then also how we order syllables really.
0: Wow, okay so yes. there's a lot that goes into it <laughs> and what we lot. really wanted to do today was be infor- as informative as possible for people mm-hmm. watching and one of the questions that came through was from parents who speak more than one language at home and they want to ask like should I use English to help my child learn to speak?
2: Um, well. Um, I am a massive um, supporter of keeping the heritage and the cultures going. If we're not exposing our children to their language, their, their home languages, then how are they going to continue? And we don't really want to take that opportunity away from them. Mm-hmm. It's important culturally. So um, the advice always is, and the research supports this, that the parents should talk in their strongest language, actually. Um, and most of the time, especially in Dubai, um, schooling is in English anyway, so children will be exposed to English at their school. So um, Uh, People often ask as well, is it a problem for for children to switch languages, for parents to switch between languages, Mm -hmm. that's also okay, Uh, but what we were looking for is a good language model so that the children are able to copy, Um, and children's brains are ready, sponges ready to soak up uh, language systems, and they're able to differentiate different language systems, but sometimes parents can be worried because it presents as... Um, they are language delayed because if you can only learn five uh, words in a day, for example, two may have been in Arabic if that's the first language, Mm. three may have been in English, and so they're not, it just seems that they're not picking up languages as as quickly. What the marker is though, for when you should be worried, is if the first language in the strongest language is not developing, so um, generally um, some of the things we look for if children are not using 16 signs by 16 months, uh, waving, uh, reaching their hands up, pointing, uh, clapping, things like this uh, and also using single words by about um, 16 months as well and then definitely if they're not using um, uh, combining words by two years old also th- those are the things that we're looking for that they might need a little bit of support here right. interesting,
1: well, interesting. Uh, another question that we have is what should my child be doing for their age
2: Okay, so um, this is an excellent question as Mm. well. We have to look at um, children developmentally. They can't just stop talking as a five-year-old. They're going to go through steps. They can't physically as well. So um, uh, what we're looking for um, is um, broadly for children at one-year one year old 12 months to be using one word and to be understanding one word for children at two years to be using two words and understanding two words um, and so on because this is the easy it's a really easy benchmark for parents to remember it is at the lower end but that's um, that's broadly what we're looking for. So um, if parents feel like their children uh, are struggling with that, then um, that's something definitely to look out for. And the other thing, though, that's very important to mention is that speech and language therapy covers lots of different areas. So it's like the roots of a tree, really. We need to build the roots of the tree before the tree trunk can grow, before there's leaves, before there's blossoms. And the roots of the tree are the most important elements for children, which are social motivation and interaction, um, Playing and attention and listening. So we need to actually start on those three skills. So if parents are looking out for maybe that your child. Your child is moving between different activities very, very quickly. Um, then, um, or maybe they are turning their back when they're playing, or they're not involving you in their play. Then, these are things that also indicate that maybe we can do something to support them to understand that play, like talking, is a social construct. So um, that's how the tree grows, really, and then understanding develops from this, and then, uh, and then, uh, actually, words and language, and then sounds are the blossoms on the tree. We would typically work on them last <laughs> wow.
0: speaking of support do you have tips maybe for parents at home who want to help their kids or uh, you know what
2: can we do to help our children at home if they need help that's an excellent question and, and this is actually a very good point because all of the evidence shows that parents being involved in the therapy process um, and actually therapy strategies at home are the most effective because obviously the child is most comfortable there mm. you know and they're most trusting of the of the parents or the caregivers so Um, There's lots that parents could be doing, and the first stage of therapy would always involve parents for parent-child interaction um, uh, strategies. And um, These are things like, lots of parents are already doing this, we just help to fine-tune it. It's sitting on the floor to make sure that you're at the eye level of of, of the person that you're interacting with. Um, It's making sure that you're actually um, following the child's lead. All of the research shows that reciprocity is really, really important. it's easy for us to want the child to pick up uh, the, um, the brush and then use it to brush their hair or baby's hair. You know that's what we want to do. And in fact, we would probably direct them to do that. But um, they might want to throw it at that stage. They might want to bang it. They might want to use it as a spoon to mix it. So following the child's lead means allowing them to explore things in the way that they want to do. Um, and I have a lovely example from a parent recently. She told me that her son likes to sing, and that and she demonstrated lovely reciprocity. I thought it was incredible when she decided to uh... Seeing some instructions to him and using his interests and using how to get him to look at her and listen to her is just a lovely example of how we're being more child-led. And uh, if you look carefully at what you're doing, you're usually asking questions, you're usually directing and telling them what to do. Oh, let's build a tower. That's not the child's choice. So it's really about letting the child choose, and it takes a lot of work. And asking questions—it's just a habit for us because we want to teach. We are the uh, older person. Um, but um, it's a bit counterintuitive to what the child wants, and that's how the child learns. Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting. Uh, so uh, another question is, my child, my child uses a dummy. Should we stop this?
0: So interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I see babies with the dummies, and then I'm like, I thought, th- is there, you know, is there science telling people not to
2: use them anymore? Uh-huh. Well, it's very complex because um, uh, all of the research is a bit inconclusive, actually. So, what I can say is that there's enough reasons why, after about twelve months, you might want to limit it, or um, limit it to nighttime, or completely take it away. Um, so, so it is inconclusive, but there are benefits to it too. So, parents should just be informed, and this is what speech and language therapy and any therapy is about. You want to give parents all of the information, and it's up to them what informed decisions they make. So, some of the benefits are that the Dummy self suits The dummy um, helps them stop crying. It helps, you know, uh, parents that are busy. You know. Um, but it uh, helps them to, to, to sleep. But there is enough information to show that um, extended use um, reduces the babble for the ch- little babies. and um, it reduces them making the range of movement they need to do if used in the daytime. Um, because of the sucking, um, it can open the tube to the uh, ear, which can lead to ear infections as well. There's some evidence that it can lead to stomach infections. Um, And uh, generally, if you've got a dummy in your mouth and you're talking, sounds that we make at the front of our mouth are pushed towards the back of the mouth. So the easiest one to describe is if I say duck, and that's a D, but if I put my thumb in my mouth, and I used to suck my thumb, (laughs) it will be guck. So that's completely wrong. And then if the child hears that over time, then that's how they are storing that representation of that word in their brain. Um, so, uh, But there are positives as well, like it will help with, uh, with the sucking and the latch and things like this. And I just want to add that it's not only the dummy, extended bottle use can actually um, have the same uh, impact, and um, uh, that's why there seems to be enough reasons why after 12 years old uh, you would want to limit it, especially in the daytime and especially around talking um from dummies to ipads
0: is there any correlation between uh showing kid i iP- <laughs> showing a child an ipad at the age of two to their speech and language development
2: um, well, um, there are there's lots and lots of research, and um, you know the problem with screen time is that it's one way, so it's not at all helping any of that back and forth, that reciprocity that we keep talking mm-hmm. about. It's an engagement, it's a back and forth process, and uh, iPads only one way. And um, there are some shows that have developed that are a little bit better, and they leave space for the child to do something. But generally, um, limiting screen time is advised because of that. You know, it's we're thinking about the communicative environment and and what that. means means really is that we're encouraging uh, communication in any way we can and uh, the screen extended screen time I'm talking about every parent as we all know will give the iPad from time to time and that's okay but we mean extended screen time screen time when we're eating um, also is, is a bit uh, detrimental because children are not thinking about their food and what they're doing so generally uh, the more you try to reduce it or have specific times in the day that are not around eating and other routines the better it will be. Interesting.
1: Um so we come to the UAE are there any free resources within the UAE to help parents and kids um uh, like what are the early signs of speech impediments
2: Um so if, the ch- if children are not using gestures by 16 months, mm. this can be a, a big indicator really. Mm. Um, and so that would be one of the things that we can look for. There's lots of information on um, websites, if you Google 16 gestures by 16 months, it mm. will give you a lovely um, visual version of what um, children should be doing by each month and that's really, really nice. Um, and um, uh, there are lots of um, uh, lovely websites too, um, obviously since I'm trained in the UK, they are UK based, but speech and language um uh uh, org I think it is it used to be formerly ICANN, has got lots of information so does the Royal College of Speech and Language Therapists websites and um, there's lots of information online that people can find and um, there's one website the Hannon website it's actually related to the parent-child interaction that I was talking about they give a, a, like a wealth of information easy to digest easy to read even for me <laughs> as a speech and language therapist I prefer that and um, so that's lots of information that they can find on the website there
0: and then at what point do you decide okay i actually
2: need to see a speech and language therapist um well um usually it's parents can see a difference between their children really that might be one of the markers Mm -hmm. it also if you're worried generally i would just come and speak to us you know because uh, we could just give some tips and then you can go home and try them we might do some therapy together and then you see lots of improvement um but um generally uh when you start to notice consistently that uh it's leading to frustration really or that uh, maybe the child is crying to to get what they want and you know it's not easy for you to manage uh, particularly if it's impacting daily routines actually that's mm. where parents with young children probably need a lot of help and that's what we can I think all with. parents will be
0: thinking well I feel like they always
2: impact daily routines <laughs> I know exactly so it's it's what the parent can manage if it feels like you're, you're not managing yeah, and it's too much or you know you, you feel like you've tried a lot of things um, then please come but you know we're always open to answer questions anyway so anytime you've got a concern uh, you can contact us and we'll you know give some advice you know or tell you if you're concerned you know you can wait with your concerns or if actually your right and let's just help it let's just help the child it's, yeah, it's very sensible you know and it's very logical and um, uh, parents just love the love the therapy because it empowers them to know and be mindful of what they're doing and what they're doing has an effect on what the child is doing and it's just a really lovely and really lovely piece of work
1: um, what do I do if a nursery uh, is are concerned
2: um so I always say to parents that you know it's uh, it's very informative if if nursery give information but parents are the expert on their children and they, they know their children very well they know what they can and they can't do so if those concerns resonate which uh, they often do but sometimes they might not then um, uh, please come and see a speech and language therapist and you can usually they know a speech and language therapist that they can recommend um, or you can um, come to hope uh, you It's worth checking it out. And then something else that's worth checking out for little ones because of uh, dummy sucking bottles. Uh, flu that goes around at nurseries is always to have their hearing checked first because uh, a reduced hearing means that they might be missing out on some of the speech and the sounds and the talking and then that will result in a delay as well so that happens quite often. Um, so please have your children's hearing checked you know. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, really
0: appreciate your insight today but obviously you're working with HOPE AMC and you do a lot more there uh, outside of speech and language therapy. Can you give us a quick rundown of what you guys do at HOPE and then also how people can reach
2: you if they have more questions. Yeah, Yeah, so HOPE is a multidisciplinary center and it helps children that have a variety of difficulties. So they have physiotherapy there for children with um, physical difficulties, there's also a hydrotherapy team there that take the children into the water to do their exercises and there's a special form of um, uh, physiotherapy that they've got that's called CME, but I can't remember what the full term of it is, but it's all about correction and alignment of the body. Um, they also have a wonderful OT department and um, they uh, work with children that have got sensory uh, preferences and sensory needs to give sensory diets um, and then they have a specific um, psychomotor therapy section which is part of OT uh, which works on um, I think more fine motor skills. So uh, it's nice and rounded, it's a nice and rounded centre. Yes,
0: yeah, uh, it truly really is and I know that you're helping a lot of parents and kids down there so it's really amazing. So thank you so much for your insight and for your time today. Uh, you. That's Mary, a speech language therapist from Hope AMC. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you Thank very you so much. much. Guys, that is all we have time for on the Love and Dubai show this morning. Have a brilliant weekend, and we'll be back with you on Monday morning, same time, same place. Goodbye for me.
1: Goodbye for me.
0: Goodbye for me. <laughs> <laughs>